Hello, folks. It is FS Ride Along. I'm Knickknack Jack, and uh, I am uh, doing a series of flights. Um, I'm uh, doing with uh, Simply Magpie, the virtual flying club. Check them out at simplymagpie.co.uk. And uh, the series of flights is in the Torxim SR22 in X Plane 11. And uh, today I am reporting on a, um, a series uh, or a leg in this series of flights from Chico, California to Newcastle, uh, UK, which is the hub of Simply Magpie. And today's um, leg that I'm reporting on was in the SR-22, flying from Thompson in Manitoba to um, CYMO Moosonee. Ontario, um, and thus far my plan, oh, and this episode is called, uh, Questionable Decision Making, um, so, so far my, um, plan, uh, up to this point has been to follow the Great Circle route from Chico to Newcastle as closely as possible, uh, when I was doing the planning for the sixth leg, though, uh, which was uh, executed yesterday, May 7th, 2021, I had to abandon that plan uh, due to weather and leg length concerns, because I'm trying to keep my legs uh, as short as possible to reduce my average leg time and then my daily average block time, uh, which I've been working on for a while now. So, um, in going into the planning stage for this flight, I opted to go along the south side of Hudson Bay instead of the Great Circle route roughly on the north side of Hudson Bay. Um, initially, I was planning for a shorter leg to Charlie Yankee Alpha Tango, um, but the weather made that look like a bad idea. <clears throat> um, with the um, TAF that was published at the time not covering my forecast arrival window, so that didn't seem like good options. Um, so I uh, went on and did some further flight, flight planning and thinking, and uh, set my sights on uh, Moosonee, Ontario, uh, which uh, according to the flight plan uh, was estimated to be about a 44-hour, 45-minute leg. Um, the problems going into the plan, uh, were number one, the SR-22 has a limited supply of anti-spluid, and, uh, there was forecast icing along the route. Um, so, uh, the SR-22 is, of course, uh, certified for flight into known icing conditions, as long as you have that TKS fluid. Uh, but, you know, like I said, uh, there's a limited supply of fluid, uh, that is not going to cover the entire length of a 4-hour and 45-minute leg. So I would need to carefully manage uh, the uh, use of the TKS fluid over the course of the flight to safely and legally fly in those conditions. Um, problem number two was the leg length and trying to strike the right balance between performance, uh, fuel endurance, TKS fluid endurance, and um, also uh, pilot alertness fatigue. Um, from a human factors perspective, um, I had gotten um, my second dose of the vaccine the day before I executed this leg. So that was, um, all these factors were coming into play as I was planning the flight. 
And truth be told, um, had I been trying to execute this flight in real life and were I a certified pilot, um, I am not, and I am not. I'm not a certified pilot, and I would not try and execute this flight in real life. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have proceeded past the flight planning stage uh, due to the weather and the, um, uh, you know, my mental state at the time, etc., etc. So um, I really hope that the rest of the story uh, can serve as a cautionary tale and an excellent example of the learning potential a flight simulator can offer you. Um, so proceeding on, at the time of the departure. Uh, the weather forecast for Charlie Yankee Mike Oscar uh, for my arrival window was 3206, better than 6 miles visibility, broken clouds 3000, overcast 4000. Um, within my personal minimums, um, definitely IFR, but not undoable. Um, I used uh, CYAT as a declared alternate, although, like I said, the uh, TAF available for uh, Charlie Yankee Alpha Tango at the time. Didn't it extend my arrival window, so um, I supplemented it with a uh, weather report I pulled from a Canadian government website that called for periods of rain mixed with snow, uh, which is not advisable or legal or perm permissible with TKS. So um, I had it as an option in my flight plan, but it wasn't an option that uh, I planned on using. It was just a backup plan to have a backup plan. Um, so credit to me for having a backup plan, not so much credit for not having a feasible backup plan. Um, so when I actually departed, uh, I made sure that TKS oxygen and fuel tanks were full. I was also mindful of uh, the time of departure and uh, trying to avoid landing after dark. Um, I have had some issues with uh, the real-time uh, setting in X-Plane 11. The time zones aren't quite right, so it's about an hour off. Uh, but nonetheless, that was all going through my mind. Um, and as I mentioned, flight planning gave me an estimated fuel burn of um, 41.7 gallons was a trip time of approximately 4 hours 45 minutes uh, based on a cruise altitude of 5,000 feet and a true airspeed of 150 knots. And once I got up in the air uh, to 5,000 feet, uh, leaned, um, those numbers felt pretty solid uh, based on uh, the real-world actual performance I was getting and uh, the information that was being displayed in the G1000. But... Uh, I started picking up ice um, and going in and out of IMC periodically throughout the flight. So that was the first thing. I expected that, um, but that, but that uh, happened um, pretty early on in the flight. Um, so from that point on, um, it was a delicate and, if it were the real world, um, deadly resource management and questionable decision-making game uh, that I played along the entire leg um, as I uh, popped in and out of ice and IMC, uh, of course, monitoring fuel, uh, TKS fluid levels, endurance, and performance all the way along. 
um, at my only en route waypoint, which was 55 north, 92 degrees west. I noted a fuel deficit relative to my flight plan of 3.2 gallons. I chalked that up to um, a prolonged taxi time. Uh, I had to do some back taxiing and uh, some taxiing over not pavement um, on the way out of uh, Thompson uh, on the departure end. So that was that's probably part of what what the issue was there. Um, also some. You know, my I'm using Sky Vector and I'm kind of ballparking the numbers, uh, so I'm not doing great job with my accuracy of flight planning. Um, I mentioned mentioned it last time, but I'll mention it again. Uh, the tools that are available uh, for low IFR GA work um, in flight sim, as far as flight planning goes, are not as robust as tools for uh, commercial. Uh, flying in uh, the flight sim world. So um, that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, if you do have tool recommendations, though, let me know in icnacjak.gmail.com. Um, so at that point, uh, the point I was doing the fuel check over my en route fix, uh, the G1000 estimated fuel endurance of 5 hours 24. Uh, and I had 72 gallons of fuel on board and a... Uh, remaining time in route, estimated remaining time in route, according to the G1000 of 2 hours 53, and a fuel over destination of 36 gallons. So I calculated that that was uh, likely enough to give me my 45 minutes of IFR reserves uh, plus alternate. Um, so I determined it was safe and legal to continue um, and cross into Ontario. As I did so, and uh, noting along the way the increasing remoteness of the area, uh, the increasing distance between airports. Um, and also somewhere along the way I crossed into the eastern time zone. Um, so now three time zones down, five to go. So that's some progress as far as the overall route is concerned. Um, along the way, the mix of ice and IMC continued uh, at 5,000 feet. And of course, uh, as that was happening, uh, the amount of TKS fluid, even though I was managing it as well as I could and monitoring ice buildup on the cowling. Um, I, uh, I had to be, you know, I had to be careful of uh, my fluid use and um, the rate at which the um, amount of onboard TKS fluid was deteriorating was concerning me. Um, I did say change some improvements performance parameters uh, and eventually descended to 3,000 feet to uh, try and increase my speed and get out of both the ice and the IMC. <clears throat> uh, eventually got out of both, but it took a while. Um, and of course, uh, all, all along the way, I was keeping an eye on fuel and TKS endurance versus my estimated time and route and fuel over destination. And um, Along the way, after getting a weather update and verifying uh, the G1000 figures at the time, uh, 20.1 gallons per hour at 84% power, indicated airspeed of 164, true airspeed 172, fuel endurance 3 hours 23, estimated time remaining of 2 hours 8, fuel over destination, or fuel on board 68 gallons, fuel over destination 25. Um, at that point, uh, looking at the weather, um, I did elect to drop my alternate. 
Um, so that got me into a um, pretty vulnerable position, and um, Murphy is not kind. Um, uh, it was around this point that uh, these things were kind of happen happening simultaneously, so uh, going through my notes, it's hard to entirely keep track, but it was around this point um, that I noticed with surprise, and no warning from the G1000, by the way, that my primary altimeter failed. Um, so I obviously, you know, made sure the um, airplane was still in a stable situation, switched to the standby, um, and it was holding altitude on autopilot, and the BSI was still working, and the airspeed indicator was still working. And uh, obviously the first thing I, I did was to look down and make sure my probe heat was on. It was. Um, so then the next thing to do was to, um, you know, try and jog my memory about the pedostatic system. Um, the, you know, the fact that the airspeed uh, was working tells me that the pedo tube was not blocked. Uh, it was a static issue. Um, so um, that led me to the checklist, and um, this particular checklist uh, was not in the simulation offered by Torxum of the SR-22 in the uh, G-1000. So I had to go digging in the manual, which took some time, all the, all, all the while uh, monitoring, um, you know, obviously the icing conditions, uh, the performance of the airplane on the autopilot, uh, everything else, uh, very much wished I had a second crew member um, as I was trying to multitask. Definitely was task saturated at, the, at this point. Um, so eventually I found the checklist in the Torxim manual, uh, ran it, opening the alternate static source valve in the process uh, that did not produce any change in the primary altimeter display. Uh, but uh, as I noted, the standby was working, uh, the VSI was working, and the airspeed indicator, both the primary and standby, were still stable. So uh, it was decision time. Um, at the time, the nearest airport was Charlie Yankee Tango Lima. Uh, the G1000 showed it as 38.5 miles away and increasing uh, with a 4,100-foot runway and reported weather at the time via active sky of 330 at 8, gusting 17, 4 miles visibility, broken 2100, broken 2700, overcast 32, 1 degree Celsius, altimeter 3009. Um, and at the time, um, somehow in my notes it doesn't um, note the, um, the weather at uh, Charlie Yankee, Mike Oscar at this time, but that at the time, um, in that moment, I felt more comfortable uh, with the weather that I had been looking at and the forecast uh, for Charlie Yankee, Mike Oscar, um, than I did with um, than the near than I did with the weather at the nearest suitable airfield. Um, and the airplane was still flying okay, I still had BSI, I still had airspeed, I still had my uh, standby altimeter, and that was working, and the autopilot was keeping the airplane stable. 
Um, so despite the ICE and IMC um, combined with the instrument failure, um, at the time I felt safe enough to uh, try and make it the remaining hour and a half uh, to Musini. Um, a day later, uh, as I'm sitting here recording this, I feel that given all the varying uh, stressors I was facing at the time, uh, I did not make the proper decision. Um, if I were to go back and do it again, I would have diverted, and I would have diverted immediately. Um, <clears throat> and I sincerely hope uh, that those listening to this uh, can learn uh, from this experience. Uh, as it turned out, I did make it okay. Um, but the landing was hard at 1.8 G's, 164.1 feet per minute, which is, um, the G-force obviously not great for any airplane, um, and the sink rate, uh, not good for GA. Uh, you want to, I, I don't know, I, I'd, I'd say you want to keep it under 80 for GA for flight sim purposes. Um, that would be my guess, and, you know, as close to 1 G as you can. Um... Additionally, my TKS fluid was extremely low, and I was getting warnings about it. Uh, as I was descending and making adjustments to power to try and uh, keep that ETE down as much as I could to match the endurance of the TKS, uh, I was getting starting to get um, indications of oil pressure running high. Um, and at the time, I shut down. Uh, I had 31 gallons of fuel remaining uh, in the tanks, and uh, at the time I was landing, uh, the sun was had already gone down, um, and the weather was worse than forecast, so there was that too. Um, so all in all, not a great day out, and a stressful learning experience, uh, to say the least. Uh, my biggest takeaway from this experience, um, overall, trying to, you know, move forward and learn and become a better sim pilot, uh, even though, um, I will likely, um, because of my medical conditions, likely never, uh, be able to become a real pilot, um, I, I'm endeavoring to try and take things more seriously and treat it as it, as if it were real. Um, this scenario, quite honestly, reads like an accident report, and although, like I said, it's likely I'll never be able to get uh, pilot certification due to the medical issues, um, exercising good decision-making and learning will help my standing in the community, and, of course, more importantly, uh, lead to a better uh, simulation experience. Um, so, if nothing else, this was certainly a lesson in the potential for learning from flight simulation, and uh, the question, for those of you listening and uh, writing along, as it were, is in future legs, as I continue this um, crazy Simply Magpie Extreme Tour from Chico, California to Newcastle, England, United, King United Kingdom, uh, the question will be, will I actually learn um, from the experiences I had on leg three and leg six? Uh, relative to ice and um, uh, weather and fuel endurance and flight planning and all that good stuff. Because um, I am learning a lot here. The question is, 
will I actually change my habits? That's that's what matters. Um, so the stats overall, um, I note here that I did have problems with my flight tracking so software Volanta as I was getting going. So not the entire the entire leg was not logged, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I did the best I could. Uh, I will provide the Volanta link, of course, in the show notes. Um, but um, the date of the flight was May 7th, 2021. Uh, the route was Charlie Yankee Tango Hotel. Charlie Yankee Tango Hotel 3 departure. Uh, 5592 North. And Romeo Oscar Victor Tango Uniform. Charlie Yankee Mike Oscar. Uh, cruising altitude initially was 5,000, later 3,000 due to ice. Um, note, again, I note, note issues with the tracking, um, but approximate block time was 4 hours, um, and approximate flight time was 3 hours and 50. And the final flight plan distance, um, the weather changed, so I ended up changing the arrival runway that I used at uh, CYM. MO, um, but the final uh, distance, flight plan distance, ended up being 671 nautical miles, so it was definitely a long leg. Uh, fuel burn today, or that day, was 63.5 gallons, um, and today's estimated fuel cost, I couldn't get updated uh, fuel figures for Thompson, um, for the price of fuel at Thompson in, uh, in Manitoba, but based on the most recent figure I was able to get, uh, fuel bill would be approximately $389.82 today. Um, and the total fuel bill so far, uh, that's U.S. dollars, uh, the total fuel bill so far in U.S. dollars, $1,608.30. Uh, total fuel use so far, 249.3 gallons. Uh, block time so far, approximately, again, because of logging issues, uh, 16.31 hours. And flight time so far, again, approximately, because of logging issues, 14.53 hours. Average ground speed so far, uh, 165 knots, 190 miles an hour, uh, 305 kilometers an hour. Uh, log distance flown so far approximately 2,402 miles, and great circle distance remaining to Newcastle is 2,704.3 miles. Um, and I note again uh, that for the remaining route, I haven't done uh, much. Uh, I haven't done any planning for Lake Seven, but um, the remaining route, uh, I won't be able to fly much of a great circle. The gen general plan is to go up, uh, oh, go up north again, um, you know, weather permitting, obviously, and head up towards the Calowit, uh, cross Greenland, uh, cross Iceland, and um, towards the Scottish Isles, and then the rest of the way down towards Newcastle. So that's the general plan at this point. Um, and as far as the logbook goes, um, my logbook total... Uh, for flight sim, tracked between November 4th, 2018, and uh, May 7th, uh, is stands at 
and 94.66 hours. Again, that's approximate because of logging issues. With 1,416 flights completed, an average daily block time is 7.21 hours. That is slowly going down. An average flight length of 4.65 hours. Um, and um, I invite you to uh, stay tuned. Uh, to FS Ride Along for um, reports on my future adventures, as well as, of course, reviews and editorials and all the other stuff I do on the FS Ride Along side of things. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, as it continues this trip uh, to Newcastle on the Simply Magpie Extreme Tour, uh, be sure to check out Simply Magpie at simplymagpie.co.uk. They are a uh, online flying club and virtual airline based in Newcastle in the United Kingdom. Um, you can support the show by leaving a review in your favorite podcatcher, donating at fs.ridealong.com, or checking out my flights and services for newcomers for the flight or, uh, to the simulation hobby. You can do that either via, li- via a link on fsridealong.com or directly on my personal website, knickknackjack.net. Just go to knickknackjack.net and click on Flight Sim Services. The uh, spelling of knickknackjack is N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K. And obviously links to the show notes and uh, pictures and all the other stuff that it takes eons to collect for these episodes will be available on fsridealong.com. And you can follow me on Twitter for... um, more up-to-date updates, uh, and you can do that by following Knickknack Jack, N-I-C-N-A-C-J-A-K. Um, and until next time, fly safe, get vaccinated. Bye. So catch me if you can. I'm running hard without a gun So catch me if you can. I'm on the boss, my hat pulled down with a bottle. I'm on the boat against the rail With the wind against my back I'm on the road, the open road With my thumb outstretched from my hand So catch me if you can